0: Hey, it's Skippy for Mornings with Lone Star. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. <laughs> Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Jake from Sports Talk. Glad to have you all in this amazing voice you're hearing as you listen and drive along in your car or sit at your office desk. It is the one is the only Jake from Jake from Sports Talk. How's everybody doing today? I hope you guys are having a wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. Unfortunately, if you're in the greater Houston area, apparently we have a tornado watch or warning warning. It's warning. Warnings are when they could form. Watches are when they have formed or have been sighted or whatever the case may be. But yeah, we're having terrible, terrible weather in, uh, in the greater Houston area right now, so no fun. No fun. I was... I'm, I'm going into a four-day weekend right now, I was looking forward to kind of golf or, you know, do something outdoors, and nope, nope, nasty, disgusting, terrible, terrible weather. But nonetheless, I'm inside, in a radio station, out of this terrible rain, and here to talk sports into your radio for the next hour. So strap in and get ready to listen to... Jake from Sports Talk. All right. And you are listening to 104.5, 106.1 and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. And uh, if you're joining us on the IRLoneStar.com radio app, thank you for downloading the app. I know we're trying to promote that a lot on the station. Uh, and as far as if you want to listen just on the go or anywhere you are, I know there's people you know down in Katie that listen to me, and they use the the uh, website. And, you know, we really appreciate you know, that aspect of of you guys, not just tuning in, uh, you know, on the radio station, but, you know, for everybody who's outside of the Houston area, who's literally listening worldwide, you know, we really, we really appreciate your, uh, you know, your traffic here on this radio station. It's, it's awesome. And this, this station got started as a, a strictly as a radio or as an internet radio, uh, station, not a traditional FM. The FM came later. So, uh, I know we got a lot of loyal and devout fans listening that way, so I really, really appreciate it. But today's show, we got a lot to get to. We've got to, uh, I've missed a week, but <laughs> I wasn't here last week, I was at a doctor's appointment, and so uh, we have a draft to update. So we've got to find out how our show draft ended up, and I can already tell you I'm pretty sure it's pretty bad. I haven't even looked at it. It's still pinned on the board. I haven't looked at it since last week, so I'm pretty sure uh <laughs> it's not good. But uh we've also got the MLB season kicking off. We're going to dive into that and get started in all that glory and and nonsense that that is. Uh and I'm going to tell you my winners of each division. I know that's kind of boring radio talk, but you know what? Baseball's here. I'm super excited. I'm really excited for tomorrow and you know, that's going to be a lot of fun. And then uh, we got some NFL talk this week. the little, uh, you know, top ten draft. We're going to get into that. Each top ten pick, what I think each team should do, and the uh, new rule changes coming with the NFL as well. We've got two big rules that are going to make significant impact in the game and the flow of the game and everything like that. And then, you know, one logical rule that I think should have been made. A long time ago I don't know why it was ever A rule in the first place Because they are actually Eliminating a rule So uh, Sorry about that I had to go grab something real quick Um, The uh, Where I wanted to start Was the NCAA March Madness Draft So We are Now hitting into the final four so we've, we've gone through the first weekend of the 64 and 32, the second weekend of the 16 and the 8, and now we are into the final four. And boy, oh boy, uh, just looking at it right now, you know, we weren't too, too wrong in a lot of places. Uh, I know one of my major things I said was, hey, you know, look, no uh, no one seed is going to lose in the actual first round. I, I had a lot of them losing in the first weekend, but not in the first round. And uh, just just first team. UVA, Virginia, right off the bat, losing to UMBC. And that wasn't even day one. Like We had some upsets that were pretty big upsets day one, and it was like, all right, yeah, this is a pretty crazy tournament. Like There's no way these are going to get topped, whatnot. But no, no. Boring old Virginia basketball. It continued to be boring, and it was annoying because I'm pretty sure the majority of brackets, if they were not busted, no, no, let me rephrase that, all of the brackets. If they were not busted on, on Friday or on Thursday's games, then on Friday's games they were they were definitely busted, with UVA losing to the University of Maryland, Baltimore College. So UMBC taking out UVA right there. Um, Kansas State B. Creighton. We were wrong there. That's two wrong already. Uh, Kentucky Davidson. Kentucky did win. That's one right. So that's a check mark. Arizona Buffalo had Arizona winning that one. Nope. Buffalo upset of them. That was a big no no. Um, let's see. Then we got Miami Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago upset Miami. And man, it was like, all right, first round upset, you know, wild card sort of underdog team. Yeah, we're going to talk about them here in a second. So nope. University of Miami gone. Loyola Chicago on. Uh, then I had Tennessee uh, getting upset by Wright State. I didn't think Tennessee was all that grand, but nope, Tennessee won that one, so that's another one wrong. So then we got Nevada versus Texas. I said Texas was going to win that. Nope, Nevada won that one. Cincinnati, Georgia State. I, I we got another one right here. So in the uh, in the South alone, I went. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. I went two for eight in the South. Alright, let's go on to the next one. I had Xavier beating or winning the first round, got that one right. I had uh Missouri beating Florida State. Nope, that's wrong. San Diego State beating Ohio State? Nope, that's wrong. Gonzaga beating UNG, UNCG, that we got right. Uh Houston being upset by San Diego State? Nope. Wrong. Michigan uh beating Montana, got that one right. Uh Providence beating A&M. Nope. Wrong. <laughs> North Carolina upsetting or beating uh, fighting off the upset against L- Limscombe. Got that right. All right, we went four for eight that time. We're improving. We're getting better as we go. In the East, Villanova winning. Yes. Alabama winning. Yes. Um, and then West Virginia winning. Yes. Marshall winning. Yes. Uh, St. Bonnie winning. Nope. That's a big N-O. Stephen F. Austin winning. Nope. Uh, had them upsetting Texas Tech. That was a big wrong one right there. Uh, Butler beating... Uh, Arkansas, that one did happen. Uh, Purdue taking the win there. That got that one right. All right, so we only got two wrong. We're improving by twos here. We are seeing a trend. Two out of eight, four out of eight, six out of eight. That's great. Let's see if we can go eight for eight on the last one. Kansas, yes. North Carolina State, yes. New Mexico beating Clemson? Nope, that was a big wrong. Uh, Auburn being upset by Charleston? Nope, that was a big wrong. TCU being, uh, holding off Syracuse, nope. Michigan state. Yes. Uh, Rhode Island beating Oklahoma. Yes. And then Duke taking care of that. Yes. All right. So the right side of our bracket did much better out of the 16. We went, uh, 11 for 16. That's not bad. You look at the left side of our bracket. No, we had one, two, three, four, five, six for 16. That's pretty pathetic. Uh, I had Creighton upsetting UVA. Uh, they did, uh, or sorry, I had Kansas State, or I did have Creighton, but it was Kansas State that went on. So Kansas State up there, so we're wrong there. Uh, we had Kansas State versus UMBC, they took the win, and we had Kentucky versus Buffalo. Kentucky took care of them there. We actually had that one right. I had Miami, uh, or sorry, I had Miami versus Tennessee, it w- or uh, Wright State, sorry, and uh, uh, Wright State. Uh, did not obviously get there, so it was it was Loyola Chicago versus Tennessee. Sorry, I got distract, distracted there. So Loyola Chicago beat Tennessee to make it to the Sweet 16. So we got LC there. Uh, Nevada versus Cincinnati. I had uh, the I had Cincinnati going down here, and they did go down, but they they went. I had UT beating them, not Nevada. So Nevada goes on. Then we had Xavier vers. Yeah, we had Xavier versus Florida State. Florida State beats Xavier to get over to the. Uh, Sweet 16, that's Florida State there. And Gonzaga took care of Ohio State, so that's good. We had Gonzaga there. Then we had Michigan going on, correct there. Providence there. So we got Providence versus Michigan. Michigan takes care of business. Gonzaga versus Florida State. Uh, Gonzaga wins that one. No, 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 excuse me, sorry. Florida State upsets Gonzaga and goes on to... The Elite Eight. Then we got um, Loyola Chicago upsetting Nevada and making it all the way to the Elite Eight. Great, great storyline there. And then I got the UK going on. I got Kentucky going on to that point, and we are good to that point as well. Now Loyola Chicago versus Kentucky. Well, man, or sorry, no, uh, not Kentucky. Sorry, Kansas State. Kansas State beats Kentucky in the Sweet Sixteen. So we got uh, we got Kansas State uh, there. And Loyola Chicago versus Kansas State? Nope, we're going Loyola Chicago. And then Gonzaga or Florida State versus Michigan? Michigan holds off Florida State in a uh, dominating sort of fashion. Uh, it was their first, you know, real dominating game there. Same with the Loyola Chicago. All right, Villanova versus West Virginia. West Virginia holds off Villanova. We were wrong there. Or sorry, Villanova holds off West Virginia. We were wrong there. Um, then let's see. We had. Uh, Florida versus Texas Tech. Texas Tech takes the win there. and then Texas Tech versus uh, it was Purdue, right? Yeah, Purdue. And then uh, Texas Tech takes care of business there. Then we got Texas Tech versus Villanova, Villanova, the one seed holding off Texas Tech and their wonderful run. And then we got Kansas versus, who do we have? Kansas versus uh, Clemson. Kansas holds off Clemson and I it was my one number one to go there. Uh, then Michigan State versus Duke Michigan State gets beat by Duke and Duke looked pretty dominating and then we get the best matchup of the tournament thus far, the best game overall, Duke versus Kansas Kansas ultimately wins, it could have went either way, it was a just an incredible, incredible game to watch so we got Kansas State versus Villanova, one versus one, and then the 11 seed, Loyola Chicago, the sweetheart of the tournament, versus Michigan in the uh in the uh, uh, final four, there. So now that we got our final four, Loyola Chicago versus Michigan, Villanova versus Kansas State. This couldn't have worked out better for the NCAA. I know there's been tons of people preaching that we don't want these these Loyola Chicago's, these these nonsense eleven teams making it this far. They don't deserve to be there, whatever their case and argument may be. But if you're a true fan of the NCAA March Madness world, then you're loving this because on one side of the bracket you have your your recent sort of you know powerhouses. Number 1 versus number 1 Villanova versus Kansas. You can't ask for anything more you know, more pure blood than that. On the other side, you have a traditional powerhouse in Michigan who's had a history in the college basketball and if you look at the recent history, they've made it to the final four I I want to say three times in the last 10 years if I my memory serves. And then you got Loyola Chicago. You've got your 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 awesome underdog story this team that nobody's ever heard of. And then to boot, you got Sister Jean on their side. This sweet 98-year-old woman who's in a wheelchair now only because she was recently in an accident. But if she hadn't have been in that accident, everybody's saying, no, she's always up. She's always out and about on campus. I mean, they played this awesome game Saturday night. And then she turns around that same very night and gave uh, mass that night. So, I mean... Talking about an awesome old lady with just an uh, old lady. I ooh, that Sister Jean, apologize, forgive me. Uh, I did not mean that in a rude way. Uh, elderly lady, she is an uh, an older woman. That's all I meant by that. <laughs> You're not old by any uh, by by any disrespectful way. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So you got Sister Jean, and you've got Loyola Chicago, and just this perfect, perfect storyline. Everything encompassing it. And so, you you know, as far as March Madness goes, you've got everything you want, you know, an awesome underdog and some powerhouses and some teams that, that are actually really good. Villanova is a very good team. Kansas, I think, is playing the best right now. Michigan has the opportunity to light you up on the scoreboard. And then you've got a, a, a team that just plays old school kind of basketball. They, they don't have a a leading scorer in Loyola, Chicago, that it's not one player. It's not one dominant player that's going to put up 25 points for you every game no matter what, like what Michigan has. Michigan has that sort of program. Uh, Kansas State – or Kansas is a little like this as well. Kansas doesn't have one guy that's going to put up 30 points on you. It's more of a collective team sort of scoring. And so you've got different sort of styles of basketball being played all over. And, you know, I I know I called Virginia's, you know, style of play boring – well, Loyola Chicago is very much like it's very similar in style as far as how Virginia plays and that's how Loyola Chicago plays. And the reason why Loyola Chicago is not boring is because we've never heard of them and it's awesome. It's awesome. So, uh, I know I was going through that really quick. I got to kind of had to run through that because we got tons of stuff coming coming up including next segment we are going to talk uh, NFL draft. Top 10 picks. What I think each team is going to do, and what I think each team should do, um, and then the new rule changes. Uh, like I said, we got two big ones, and then one that is a no-brainer, and it should have never been a rule in the first place. But that's the NFL for you, and uh, we're gonna learn real quick of you know what they mean by clarity, because clearly it's not clarity. <laughs> Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5, 106.1 and worldwide on irlonestar.com. Mm, boom, boom, boom. Hey, hey, this music just ooh it welcomes me into my Friday. It gets me so pumped. I love it. Um, guys, don't forget you can check out uh, the podcast version of the show. It usually is posted up 24 hours from the airtime of the show, which means we are live every Wednesday from one to two. Uh, like I said on. LonestarCommunityRadio.com, or on if you're in the Conroe Montgomery County area, 104.5 and 106.1. Uh, but if you miss the show, or if you want to check out past episodes, whatever the case may be, we usually within 24 hours of every live showing, we have the uh, podcast version up on Google Play and iTunes, and then we do a sort of video version. I know if you've been going to check out the video versions on YouTube uh, you haven't been actually seeing my beautiful face. We've been kind of doing it a little different. Uh, the reason why, and a little quick, quick explanation. The reason why is, you know, if I don't have a guest in here, it's just kind of awkward. I feel like you just, I feel like I'm forcing you to look at me and it looks funny. And you know, I know I'm, you know, dead sexy and whatnot. Don't get me wrong. I know how gorgeous I am. I don't need the comments from everybody else. Uh, but no, I mean, it just feels, it feels a little forced and a little awkward. So we're going away from it don't that doesn't mean go away from the video version because we're doing some things some fun things with the graphics and stuff like that and when we do have guests on there will be segments that are actually videoed and recorded and and everything like that with our studio production stuff but um if i don't have a guest on i'm probably not going to have uh i'm not going to have a traditional video type it's just going to be graphics and stuff like that but it'll be fun graphics because we're going to do we're going to be expanding that sort of side of of everything and uh yeah so you can go check all that out on YouTube. You can find anything, my Facebook page, uh, my show page, all that good stuff. Just search uh, search Jake from Sports Talk, and, uh, yeah, you'll find it all. Or you can go to IRLoneStar.com, and uh, everything of that nature will be up there. Um, and you can check out all of our awesome shows that we offer here at Lone Star Community Radio. I know I, I brag about the Ticket stub. And Mornings with Lone Star. And mainly the reason why I brag about those two the most is because I'm usually on those shows. (laughs) Uh, I partake in those shows to some extent, especially on Wednesdays. Uh, Mornings with Lone Star is Monday through Friday with Dick and Skippy from, uh, oh, I should know this, uh, 8 to 10. There we go, 8 to 10. And I'm always on the Wednesday show uh, with them from 9 to 10. So go check out. But we got tons of business shows, tons of of entertainment shows and, and all sorts. Just go check it all out, uh, especially if you live in the Montgomery County area. Man, there's tons of things that these shows help you with, uh, from life needs to lawyer needs to business needs to whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, if you've got a garden, you know, check out our um, Texas AgriLife show. It's a great one. But you are listening to Jake from Sports Talk. I am your host, Jake LaFleur. Glad to have you all back in for another Wednesday edition Live edition, and, uh, yeah, we're having some fun here. We talked about uh, – we updated our bracket. Uh, so I think out of I, – I can't even do the math. Like, I've got so many wrong here. Uh, I, I think I've probably only gotten on this bracket like five, six, seven games right. You know, and I've preached this. You know, we're, we're going to do later in the show, we're going to do uh, NFL pr- or uh, M- MLB predictions and what who I think is going to win each division. Let's be honest guys, there's so much stuff that can happen, especially in a one and done tournament like the NCAA tournament is. I mean, tons of things can happen. We're definitely not getting the the true best team winning the NCAA tournament every year. Like there's no way that cuz too many things can go wrong. One guy can have a bad game and that's it for the that's it for the teams. And that's part of the, the joy and the love of March madness. And so, you know, if you want to hound me and tell me I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, well, go ahead. I mean, I'm not going to tell you not to because, I mean, that's your right. You have the right to tell me I'm an idiot. but And I do encourage it. Tell me I'm an idiot. You know, I, I enjoy criticism and, and whatnot because at the end of the day, I can just I can laugh at you and have tons of fun. So, <laughs> But, um, no, yeah, so let's get into the NFL stuff. And I, I don't know really how to start out with this as far as which one to do first. But I think I'm going to go with the NFL rules first. So, The one major rule, and I was hinting towards it, the one major rule that I think is ridiculous that there was even a rule in the first place, and I'm glad they've just outright gotten rid of it, and it's the extra point rule at the end of a game. Um, If it's a tied game and one of the teams scores and time on the clock runs out, then, you know, the the team that scored has to kick the extra point and the team that, that got scored on has to stay on the field and watch this team kick an extra point just to rub a little dirt in their face. Stupid rule, and I'm very happy they got rid of it. So now, if uh, one of the situations, like in the playoffs, when it was Minnesota versus the Saints, and the Saints had that miraculous catch at the end of the game and scored the touchdown, Minnesota, the last thing they wanted to do was be on the field and defend against a PAT, you know. So they, but they had to. It was that was the rule. Otherwise, quote unquote, the game wouldn't be finished, you know. No, the idiotic. So, um, but the the two the two big key ones. And all this is being decided at the owners' meetings that's going on that are going on in uh, Orlando, Florida, uh, right now. And uh, you know, the, so the two big ones are the rev- the revision to the NFL catch rule, and then the other one is now the uh, it's kind of a version of targeting. It's like an expansion of targeting almost, um, but it's it's the lowering of the head rule. So let's start with the lowering of the head rule. And we're going to get, in, get into both of these and how I think both of these are going to actually hurt the NFL. But the lowering of the head rule is any player, offense or defense, does not matter, offense or defense, if they lower their head to initiate contact with another player, then that player will be penalized or that team will be penalized 15 yards and can lead to the ejection of the player. So first thing that popped out of my mind or popped in my head uh, with this was, okay, well, every offensive lineman can be called on this for every single play. Uh, you look at the way, or every run play, let's put it that way. On a pass play, the offensive line is is not, you know, obviously is not going to engage the contact. They are going to drop back and do their, their drop steps and prepare to be hit. But on every rushing play, on every running play, that offensive lineman is firing, and I would say a majority of the time, the first thing that's making contact is their hands, but that second thing that's making contact is their head. And they're leading in with their face mask and, and what is considered almost the top of their head a lot of the times by officials in bang-bang sort of plays. They're leading in with their head, and so that's you know a potential issue because are you going to call that penalty on an offensive lineman? I mean, it says any player. Then you got to consider the running back side. Granted, I understand we haven't gotten to the defensive side of the ball. I'm, I'm focusing strictly here on the offense. Look at someone like Marshawn Lynch. Lynch has made his entire career out of the ability to lower his head and plow over middle linebackers. Now, Lynch hasn't had any t- significant injuries that have you know caused him uh, or that has resulted from a play like this, but other running backs have. And we've seen other running backs get hurt. Stingers, neck injuries uh, beyond a stinger, and and concussions and stuff like that from lowering their head and going in. And I understand that the NFL is wanting to, you know, prevent this that sort of injury from happening. Now, what about a receiver going across the middle of the field? We've seen this a couple times where it's kind of been like, "Ooh man, yeah, the defensive player got penalized for targeting on that," but there wasn't a lot the, the defensive player could have done. He, I mean, he had to make the tackle, so he went in for the tackle. But the offensive player, the wide receiver, just happened to lower his whole body and twist and torque his body to sort to, to of defeat the, or defuse the blow from the hit, and he gets, you know, clobbered in his head. Well, the reason why he gets clobbered in his head is because he led with his head. I mean, Gronk, Gronk's a perfect example. Gronk, and uh, it was the second game, I forget who they were playing, the second game before the end of the season, and everybody was wondering if he was going to play in the playoffs, and everybody was like, yeah, right, Like he's going to miss the playoffs. Well, on that play, Gronk did exactly what I'm talking, to, talking about. He, he lowered his, his shoulder and his body and exposed his head, led his head into the hit, causing him to get a concussion. There's not much you can do there in that situation as a defensive player, and that should have not been called a foul. If you're going for a hit, you're going for a hit. There's nothing you can do there. But him lowering his head, would then, it would then take the penalty off of the defensive player and put it on the offensive player. Well, if a guy is sitting there brain dead, brain damage from, you know, and I, I know Gronk in that situation. I know brain damage is, is ex, you know, exploding, you know, expanding it way out and just exaggerating it way too much. But let's say a guy is sitting there with, laying on the ground with concussion, doesn't know who his mom is, doesn't know what day of the week it is, thinks he's Batman. You're telling me you're going to throw a 15-yard penalty on that play? It's something that's a natural reaction. There's not a lot you can do, especially if you got someone like Brandon Whedon, you know Blake Bortles throwing you a saucer over the middle, and allowing you to just get creamed and clobbered by flying free safeties. So what do you? What, what, I mean, what do you expect a receiver to do on that on that sort of play? And again, I understand we haven't even talked about the defensive side, because yeah. I think a lot of people's initial reaction is going to be, "Oh, this is supposed to, you know, hinder the defense from, you know, laying out big hits." Now, nah, defensive players are, are have, I think, starting to learn uh, slowly but surely that, hey, we can still deliver big hits without it being a penalty. Ryan Shazier would be uh, a huge, huge demonstration of of how this, you know, should have what this rule is embodying. You know, Ryan Shazier Ch- had the, you know, terrible injury and. You know, it looked like we might have seen somebody been paralyzed on on screen, and thankfully, perfectly, he, he's not perfectly fine. Let's let's be honest here. He is recovering nicely. He's recovering nicely. Uh, he's expected to make a full recovery. He put out a workout video the other day. It was it was great to see, but you have this this person who, you know, is just a fierce and ferocious defensive player and delivers. Big hit after big hit, and oftentimes he does it by putting his head down. And he suffered from doing that this time. And, it, you know, it's one of those things, that's bang, bang, and it, it's just lack of fundamentals in tackling when it comes down to it. Like, when it comes down to the rule side of it, this is that that's not fundamentally how you're supposed to tackle. And that's what this rule is trying to encompass, and that's what this rule is trying to prevent. But I don't think they're thinking of the repercussions here. Because now you have the opportunity to call this on probably 95% of the plays in the NFL. So that means more flags. So that means more explanation by the referees. So that means more time spent listening to a guy dressed in black and white making calls rather than watching football on the field. And, man, I mean, the NFL is trying to speed things up. And they're not achieving that goal, I think, by putting this, you know, this rule into place. And then you gotta also take into consideration their other new rule. And their other new rule is the new catch rule. And they started out so good. And they're like, We're gonna make this clear and concise what a catch is and what a ca- what is not a catch. And they said if you are throwing the ball and you possess it in your hands and you make a football move it is then considered a catch and you then become a runner. Awesome. Perfect. That's exactly what we wanted. Now we know what a catch is. But wait, there's more. Oh, God. Here we go again. Now, if you possess the ball in your hands for a split second and you have the ability or if it is determined, if it is a, it is determined that you have the ability to make a football move, not if you make a football move, if the referee determines that you have the ability to make a football move, which I don't know exactly what that means, I don't know how if they if they determine that you have the ability to do it, but you somehow freeze in midair and you know time stops for you and you only, and you don't have the ability to make a football move, then it would be an incomplete catch, or an incomplete pass. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but that's what the word that's what the rule states, and now here comes tons of confusion with it. Now, with every good, there has to be bad. But the problem is, is there's two bads here. So that second little additive, that second little notation there, I don't know what that means. I don't know how to interpret that, and I don't think the officials are going to properly interpret it either because it's going to be interpreted 30 million different ways, so it's going to lead to more argu- argumentations on the field between officials and discussions between them, what was a catch and what was not a catch. And so that means they're going to go to review more often. So that's going to slow the game down. But then in addition to that, you're also going to have more catch fumbles because now you can have the ground cause a fumble after the catch, and that's going to make fans irate and furious as well. But, hey, that's the trade-off you get. If he made a football move and he fumbles it on the ground afterwards, then it's a fumble, and that's kind of what fans were asking for. I know it sounds funny, but that's what fans were asking for. They didn't realize it. I don't think the majority of them did, but they didn't realize that's what they wanted. And so now – you're gonna have more, uh, you know, turnovers on the field. Thus, play gets automatically reviewed, and then they're gonna to have to go. Well, you know, did he have the ability to make a football move? Was he able to make that football move? Well, now I don't know because I don't know what that means. And oh, you know, no, he he had his knee down first, and he was touched there. But no, the ball is already coming. It, it causes. There's no more clarity here. And the whole point of going in to make this rule was to was to create more clarity and have a concise defined rule and we do not have that at all. And now I've taken up a whole segment. So, you know, I got ranting on the idiotic nature of the NFL and the top 10 draft picks are being pushed off again. So, um we've got to go to break, but when we come back, I don't know how I'm going to do this. All right, I know how I'm going to I know how I'm going to do this. We're going to do draft talk when we come back. Top 10 picks. It's just gonna to to be a short segment because we went rolling really long here again. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Jake from Sports Talk. Don't forget that you can catch all of my past shows and episodes and all my create uh, crazy cockamamie thoughts uh, on YouTube, Google Play, and iTunes. Just search Jake from Sports Talk uh, on Google, Internet, whatever you want to search it on, and you'll find me. I'll pop up. Just look for the, the handsome husky man. All right, you're listening to Jake from Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors want to expand your brand awareness reach the hyper local audience in montgomery county lone star community radio sponsorships accomplish this want to see our stats and rates check out ourlonestar.com sponsor for more information or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions get seen on tv youtube and heard on our podcast fm and internet radio support your local radio station with lone star community radio hey guys this is connor this is dick this is chris and we're with the ticket stub podcast every thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 fm in the conroe area also anytime at irlonestar.com. you go to irlonestarcom backslash tts You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. All right, welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right, so I was talking to myself really because actually I'm the only one in-house today. Uh, so I was not actually talking to anybody. I was thinking to myself how I want to kind of do this. And we went 15 minutes and 15 minutes, and I'm thinking I'm just going to go another 15 minutes, and we're going to make this entire segment prediction talk. And I know the prediction talk can be a little boring and, and kind of idiotic, but... Um, you know, I'm going to go back to the draft. We're going to start with the draft prediction and who I think is going to win this whole thing um, out. And then we're going to go on to uh, NFL top 10 uh, draft picks and by what teams and who I think they're going to pick uh, and who I think they probably should go with or, or kind of just my commentary on the, on the whole situation. And then we'll get into the uh, MLB start of the season um, sort of talk. And, and, you know, we can sidetrack real quick. And I, I, you know, people are like, Jake, you, you sidetrack way too much. You go off on these tangents way too much. And you get on your high horse and your soapbox. And, and I, you know what? I want to see you get behind a mic and have the, the personality that goes on in my brain. I literally have 30 little knees in me going, nah, 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 and it's just, oh, it's a wild, wild ride in, in the world and, and in the mind of Jake LaFleur. So, um, yeah, no, I hope you enjoy my ramblings, but because I certainly do. <laughs> um, all right. So let's start. Uh, let's start with the uh, Final Four with college basketball. So we got, like I said, we got Loyola Chicago playing Michigan. Uh, out of the Loyola Chicago's out of the South, and then Michigan's out of the West. And I think, I, I, the based on the way I saw Loyola Chicago play in that last game against Kansas State, and I understand it gets against Kansas State, and Kansas State's not as good of a team as Michigan. But I think that Loyola Chicago now not only – you know, I, I'm not saying that they didn't believe that they belonged before, but I think now they know that they belong, and this is not something that's, uh, you know, too big for them. This moment's not too big for them, or, or you know, you know, they're not really an underdog or a sister. You know, a, a, sister, a sister. It's not. I keep want to say sister Jean. Cinderella story. They they don't think that. You know, like they understand that America thinks that, but I think they believe themselves to not be a cinderella story or somebody that does not truly belong here and they're getting both of that i mean they're getting a lot of the uh, you know college basketball experts experts that are like "Oh, it's just garbage luck that this team's here you know they they just played well at the right time and uh, you know being grumpy old farts and I, no i i you know so i think they can tune that out now and you know they they know that they belong here and then or at least i i believe they know that they belong there and then you know you know, you got the rest of America, the fan side of it. That it's like, oh yeah, this awesome underdog. Here. And they don't think they're an underdog anymore either. I, I, just based on the way they played against Kansas State, they they know that they truly belong here. That they are actually a good enough team to to be in this Final Four. So um, I'm going to go bold and pick Loyola Chicago over Michigan. Now, for loyal Chicago's sake, that's probably not a good thing because we've seen how this bracket has gone. <laughs> um, and then we got Villanova versus Kansas. Kansas uh, has been to the Elite Eight quite a few times over the past few uh, over the past ten years, and um, consistently they just haven't been able to get past that Elite Eight point. And now that I think they're they've kind of broken that little stretch, and we've got they've gotten to the Final Four. I, I'm going to take them over Villanova. I think is probably the best all-around team left. Um, but, again, I just think the way Kansas is playing right now, I, I've got to take Kansas. And, again, for Kansas, and the way this bracket has gone for me, the way I've picked it, probably not a good thing for Kansas. But not my problem. So, sorry, Kansas. Sorry, Loyola Chicago. But that's who I think are going to play in the finals. And um, I think the, the – The championship game, the true championship game, is going to be between between Villanova and Kansas. I think whoever wins that game is going to go on to win it. So if I am wrong about Kansas and Villanova does win it, it's not going to change who I think is going to win the championship. I think those two teams are the best two left in the tournament, and uh, I think those are your uh, winners. So um, I think that is your winner, not your uh, winners. It's not not plural; It's singular. Singular. Okay, on to NFL draft. All right. So the order, really quick. We got Cleveland, then we got the uh, New York Giants, New York Jets, Cleveland Browns, Denver Broncos, Indiana, Indianapolis Colts, sorry, uh, Tampa Bay, Buccaneers, Chicago Bears, San Fran, Asisku, 49ers, and the Oakland Raiders. So starting out at Cleveland. So Cleveland's got one and four here. With one and four going on, they have a lot of things they can do here. They can trade number 1. I don't think they're going to trade number 1. But more likely if they were to trade a draft pick, I think they'll trade number 4. Me personally, I keep both and I I let 2 and 3 do what they want to do. I get who I want at number 1. Guy I can't live without at number 1. And then at number 4, I let 2 and 3 pick who they're going to pick and then I take whoever my number 2 was. And if my number two goes and and you know before I before that number four pick, then I take whoever my number three was. And if that's gone, then I take my number four. I, I I just I take best available talent at that number four position because, I mean Cleveland's not you know stacked in any area. I mean even with Tyrod Taylor being signed there, it, it, Tyrod Taylor's good, but not not what they need you know for long term purposes at that quarterback position. So. I think they do take quarterback number one overall. I think they keep that draft pick, and I think they take quarterback, and I think they go Sam Darnold. My personal opinion, I think that Josh Allen is the best quarterback in this draft. I, I think for long, long haul, I think Josh Allen is going to be the best quarterback in the NFL. But he's not the he's not the sexiest pick, um, you know. So it's just I I think out of this draft, out of the six or seven quarterbacks that are going, I think he is the best. Long-term quarterback. Uh, he does he need them is he most NFL ready? No, no, he's not the most NFL ready quarterback. But I think if you give him a year or two, I think he he will be. And and that's not even you know hey sit him for a year or two. I think if you throw him out there, just from what I've what I've read and what I've seen, and what I've heard, and I know that's not great expertise to go on. I just think I just think Allen's got the Josh Allen's got the best upside. You know, long-term upside. So, uh, number two, Giants. Me personally, I, you, you can't pass up on Barkley. Uh, Take on Barkley is just a once in a lifetime um, or once in a you know draft talent, if you will. I mean, you know, Zeke Elliott's a heck of a talent. Leonard Fournette's a heck of a talent. Uh, the running back game coming out of college right now is very strong and very dominant. Uh, I think Barkley is better than both of those running backs prior to running backs that I just mentioned, and so I don't think you can pass on him. But yet, I think Cleveland and the New York Giants are both going to pass on him. And I, I think that's a mistake. But, um, you know, Cleveland needs a quarterback pretty bad. And I think you've got to take what you, you know, your number one quarterback. Whoever you think your number one quarterback is, I think you have to take him right there if you're the Cleveland Browns. The Giants need a lot of help on the offensive line at the running game. Um, but with the releasing, uh, or not the releasing, but the trading of Jason Pierre Paul. I I think they're ultimately going to go with Bradley Chubb, uh, the the best defensive end out of this um, out of this draft, and so I I think that's where they go. Uh, now Jets traded up and they got Indy's third pick and they got it from the sixth pick, so they basically uh, flip flop. Now I don't know if this is a sexy pick, but you know, or if this is a, a much talked about pick, but I think Baker Mayfield is going to go number three overall to the New York Jets, and I think that. Broadway Baker, just it fits. The name fits. It's got a great ring. The Jets like him. Um, I, I really think that that's where he goes. I think they go, uh, they, they if Darnold's there, I think they pass on Darnold. If, if uh, Allen's there, I think they pass up Allen. I think they go over whoever, whatever quarterback is there. Uh, if the Giants don't pick quarterback, if Cleveland doesn't pick quarterback, and the Jets end up with their number one quarterback choice, I think they go Baker Mayfield. Now, to me, eh, it's a little risky. You know, I don't think Baker's gonna be the hot shot sort of thing. I think there's a, I think there's better, cho- uh, you know, options or choices here. I don't think Baker Mayfield's gonna be as bad as everybody thinks. I think he is a good talent, and I think he he really loves the game, and I like his spirit. I know a lot of people call him cocky, but I like his spirit. So, you know, I'm not completely blowing him off there. But um, then we got Indianapolis. Uh, I think they're going to take uh, – or, sorry, no, we got Browns again. That's where I think Saquon Barkley goes. I think he goes number four over all the Browns. If you throw Sam Darnold and Saquon Barkley, phew, watch out. The Browns are going to be really good next year. Uh, Denver, Josh Rosen, I think that's going to be the, la- the the next best quarterback available. I think Denver, obviously, in need of a quarterback. I think that's who they're going to go with. Uh, Indianapolis, and this is where we I think we're going to go. Quentin Nelson, the guard out of Notre Dame to help out uh, – the you know returning Andrew Luck who has started throwing again, so that's some good news for the Colts fans out there. Uh, number seven Tampa uh, Minka Fitzpatrick the safety out of or cornerback wherever you want to put him out of uh, Alabama, and then Tremaine Edmonds is the linebacker out of Virginia Tech. I got him going to Chicago at number eight. Uh, Calvin Ridley is the wide receiver out of Alabama. I've got him going number nine to San Francisco. Get uh, old pretty boy, the Tom Brady replacement, the uh, the next future gorgeous, handsome thing at quarterback. Get him some help down there, Mr. Garoppolo uh, in San Francisco. So, And then number 10, Oakland Raiders. I got Raquan Smith, nice linebacker to, to you know, young linebacker to keep that smash mouth defense for the uh, 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 Raiders, uh, you know, Bringing back the old Gruden defense that we saw in you know, all those years ago, and and just that really physically beat the heck out of people, and that was what Gruden did on, on in football. I mean, he he beat you up on the offensive side, he beat you up on the defensive side. It was um, it was a it was a physical game to go against, you know, to to go against a Gruden team. So, oh man, all right, we got to get out of here. We're <laughs> we're running out of time here. Uh, AL or MLB standings, really quick. MLB standings. American league central or let's start on let's start on the national league side. Cause you know, I want to save who I think the American league West is going to be won by. I think, uh, some people might be shocked, uh, nationally, especially here in Houston, National League standing central. I, I got Cubs. I don't think they're going to get past. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of switch up from last year. I think, I think, uh, I think the Cubs are going to handle it. Cardinals will bounce back a little bit. I don't think they will be as bad as they were last year. Um, But I think the Brewers aren't going to be as good as they were last year. Uh, The Pirates are on the uh, rebuilding stages right now, the early rebuilding stages. And I think the Reds – well, the Reds are the Reds. And it's – I I don't think there's going to be any competition there. So – and we got NL East. Look, Braves and Marlins, nope, nope. Mets are going to be better this year um, if they can keep their pitching staff healthy. And I think they're a solid wild card – uh, con, uh, contender, Phillies, wild card contender. I I'm saying it right now. They make the playoffs. Uh, I like what they have done with their their farm system, and I think they make the wild card this year. But ultimately, Nationals win that division, and no change up there. In El West, I think you're going to see uh, the Diamondbacks slide a little bit. They they did improve their offense some in the offseason, uh, by by a tad margin, but I think the Rockies got better. I think the Dodgers. Stayed the same. Uh, Padres are a year or two away from being what they what they're you know ultimately building to, and then um, I think the Giants are just going to continue to slide. I, unfortunate to those Giants fans. I just I I didn't like their off season acquisitions, if you will. I mean, what the heck do I know? Obviously, but we'll see. We'll have fun with it. Uh, okay, AL Central. Indians are still the dominant uh, team there, but I Minnesota Twins will be. In the hunt again for a wild-card spot. Detroit, no. Kansas City, no. White Sox, no. Uh, AL East, Orioles will be in the hunt for a wild-card spot. Tampa Bay will not be in the hunt for a wild-card spot, nor will Toronto, which leaves the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. Now, I know everybody's going to say I'm crazy and I'm a Homer fan because I'm a Red Sox fan, but I think the Red Sox are going to win this division again, and here's why. I don't know. You know, Stanton gonna handle the limelight. Judge gonna have you know a sophomore slump, a true sophomore slump because it's a true is true sophomore year. It'll be a close one at the top. It'll be a tight race all the way through. I think both teams make the playoffs easily. Uh, one's just gonna be a wild card, and one's gonna win the division, and that's simple as that. And I, 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 I think the Red Sox take or the I think the Red Sox take the division, but it, like I said, it'll be really, really close. So, and then the AL West, Astros. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm I'm kidding. It, it's, it's the Astros. That entire division's garbage. Uh LA is the Angels aren't going to be much of any concern this year. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, yeah, they got this awesome uh pitcher from Japan, Odonaka," or however you pronounce his name, and I'm probably butchering it, and I don't mean any disrespect by that, but um yeah, no. I mean, I've saw what he could do during preseason ball, and, you know, no, no. Uh, And Rangers, (laughs) garbage, garbage. Uh, I only joke because we are in Houston, and I love my fellow Dallas Texians, but, yeah, no, I'm sorry. your poor Rangers aren't going to do anything this year so good if only the Yankees were as bad as the Rangers then I would just be ecstatic (laughs) alright guys we're out of here I'm way over time I know we only did three segments but I love you all thanks for tuning in don't forget to go check out the podcast version on Google Play iTunes the YouTube version will be up in a couple of days obviously on YouTube just search Jake from Sports Talk on all those platforms or search it your favorite search engine find my Facebook page find my show page all that lovely stuff And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network, either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream and on replay on podcast, Channel 12, Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21, KVQT in Houston,